0: to Isaiah chapter 9 on just read a couple of verses verse six and verse 7 I want to stay with a the theme I started this morning on Christmas the Christmas story and um, I know that uh, it's the same every year the Christmas story don't change amen. But it's always fresh and new to me. I got started studying this and writing some notes again on it. And I said, I declare I never noticed that before. And I enjoy studying it. But in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and the name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God. The everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom, to order, and to establish it with judgment and with justice, from henceforth even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we desire your blessings upon us every time we meet and read and study thy word together we ask you to bless thy word to our hearts and our desires lord that we need to know you better bless us now we pray in Jesus' name amen often i talk about the virgin birth often i talk about that jesus is god in the flesh and how he comes some two thousand years ago died on the cross for our sins to wash our sins away and and I've had people come out, how could that possibly be? Well, the last part of verse 7 answers that. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen? That's how it's done. But as you begin to read these words, notice the words, "Under us a child is born. Under us a son is given. Note the birth of Jesus is distinguished now from the giving of the Son of God. This child is indeed the very Son of God, but the Holy Spirit uses language that is all the difference in the world. As a child in human flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, was born in Bethlehem's manger. Isaiah 7 verse 14 and Matthew 1 verse 21 to 23 tells us that. Now no doubt about it, Emmanuel was born uh, that is Jesus was born but as the son of God he had no birth he had no beginning he had no end as the son of man of uh, God he is eternal Jesus Christ was always he didn't just come into manger scene he's always been amen from the very beginning God wanted to die for sinners but God is eternal he cannot die so in order to die and taste death for every man uh, the Bible says that he came in this world to die for us now in order for him to die the eternal Son of God the second person of uh, the Godhead God the Father God the Son God the Holy Spirit was made flesh and dwell among us according to first uh, John 1 and verse 14 now because Jesus was born to the Virgin Mary without a father that is, without a human father, he was and he became God, was his father born of the Holy Spirit. He was a sinless God man. And because he was perfect man, Jesus could, he is the only one who could and can suffer death forever, sinner. Simply because Jesus was eternal, God manifested in the flesh, sinless all-powerful and divine. Therefore, on that first Christmas, Jesus was born into this world. But, as a son of God, he was given to become the world's savior for sinners and for Israel's Messiah. Now, Satan didn't just begin to try to get rid of Christ and all Christians. The devil has been trying to do that ever since he came into this world in the Garden of Eden. The devil's crowd has been trying to take Christ out of Christmas ever since. But Satan knows better. He can't do it. What bothers me right now is the devil's using this virus thing to stop church and stop the worship of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I got news for him. He can't do it. Amen. Amen? The Bible makes it very plain. We'll always be a remnant serving the Lord. And I'm so glad to be one of them. Amen? Millions. Think about this. Millions will sing about the baby Jesus during this Christmas time. Millions will observe the manger scene. Jesus in the cradle during this Christmas time. The story of Bethlehem. And you can go on and on. All these things tell us about the Lord Jesus. For over 2,000 years now, historians all over the world are remembered the Savior's birth. They sang the Christmas carols. Also all secular history dates from the birth of Christ, even an in infidel that says he doesn't believe in Christ, has to date his checks and date his letters before and after the birth of Christ, and history itself dates by the birth of Christ, such as Caesar's lived before Christ, Napoleon, Shakespeare lived, in the year of our Lord, every teacher of history must tell their pupils the birth of Christ stands in the center of all ages. So I got news for the devil. He can't get rid of the Christ. Amen. He's going to be heard on every corner. The Christ, of Cro- uh, the cross is still God, and he was born into this world, and let every man know God loves him. Amen. That's why he came in this world. Now, Let's go back to chapter nine for just a minute and look at his wonderful names. In verse nine, chapter nine of Isaiah, verse six. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now, why is his name to be called Wonderful? Because the heavenly and the earthly were created by Him. He is wonderful in His creation then. He's wonderful in His beauty and glory. His sinless nature is beautiful. His love is beautiful. How He makes sinners that don't deserve heaven beautiful in the sinful flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ. How wonderful. He's wonderful in His birth. No man born like Jesus, He's the only begotten Son of God. No one has ever been holy like Jesus. He was wonderful in his life, always helping others, always healing others, always raising the dead. I, I laugh every time I read the stories of the uh, funeral service in Jesus. You know funeral directors back in those days must have hated Jesus because he always broke up every funeral. Procession. Did you ever notice that? <laughs> it, you, it, everywhere I read in you know, or where Jesus walked along here, kind of a funeral procession, he walked up to him and raised him from the dead and they're out of business. Yep. Amen? And that's the way it ought to be. And I think about everyone, I get the biggest laugh out of that. You know, somebody said, You believe in miracles, preacher? <clears throat> you believe in healing? Now listen to me very carefully. I do not believe in divine healers, as they so called it today. If I believed in that, if I had the power of God upon me that I was a divine healer and I could heal sicknesses and I could raise people up from the dead and I could change people's countenance about them, if I had that kind of power, I would be the worst crook in all the world if I didn't go down and empty out every hospital in this town. Amen? No, I don't believe in divine healers, but I sure do believe in divine healing. God still in the healing business. And how wonderful it is to see somebody healed by God's power. I tell people all the time, they, it, my mother, I never will forget, my mother died because she waited, she kept saying she had a hole in her intestine, she died of uh, uh, poison, and uh, I kept telling her, mom the doctor said you've got to have an operation now, you can't wait another minute, you got to have it now or you're going to die. She said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pray and trust God to heal me. I said, now, Mom, that's great. But what you've got to realize is that God gives those doctors their wisdom, their knowledge. And God gives these medicine and brought it in this world to help us. And you've got to do this thing. And she waited too long. And uh, she died from it. What I'm trying to say, thank God He's still in the healing business of it. Amen. I have prayed for people and I've seen Him heal people. And I I believe in divine healing. And I say how wonderful it is to have a Savior that's in the healing business. He's wonderful because he has defeated the devil. Amen. (coughs) Every time I turn around, (coughs) the old devil's after me. This morning, I had a bad headache before I come to church. And I took an aspirin, just a regular aspirin. And I, I got that thing stuck in my throat. And uh, the devil were not going to let it go up. He were not going to let it come down. And I was having a time the whole time I was preaching, but I finally got it down somehow or another. But I have noticed that the devil will fight you if you want to serve the Lord every way he can. And he's still doing it. In John 7 and verse 46, Never a man spake like this man. Amen. Now listen to me. I love preaching. I love different kinds of preaching. I've told you this many a time. Oh, you know, just big voices, little boys. I don't care. I just love preaching. I love something here. But how would you like to sit under Jesus? I mean Him personally. How would you like to go to church and Jesus got up and just preached the Sermon on the Mount? Man. Or John 3.16. How would you like... Man, and listen to this. John 7 verse 4. Never man speak like this man. No one ever died like Jesus. Jesus gave up His life. He gave up His ghost. Amen? No man took it from Him. You mean you die, and we can't keep our life in ourselves. But God can. And Jesus gave up His own ghost. He is mighty God. Amen? And every time I read this simple little story, and part of it is foretelling of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, I think how wonderful... Notice how wonderful he is. What a great counselor. You know, I tell people all the time, and I do it myself, I need help every once in a while. You know, I just need uh, somebody to sit down and talk with me. Dr. Curtis Hudson was one of my friends and, uh, in the Lord. And everybody, a man told me this one time, he said, if in your lifetime you have five friends, that you can really count as your friends. You're a blessed person. You think about that for just a minute. If you have five people, because I know that I've, down through the years, I've pastored, and I've had people to come up and tell me, Brother Strong, I love you, and I'll never change loving you. But let me tell you something. Circumstances change. Amen? But aren't you glad that Jesus never changes? Dr. Curtis Hudson could call talk to me, and... I could talk to Him and we could t- to say things to one another knowing it would never go any further than that. He's my friend. Amen? And we were friends together. But I thank God for this. If I want counseling, I go to Jesus. And I listen to His words. And He tells me all the time, Just be still now and wait. I'm still in control. Amen? That's real good counseling right there. Amen. He goes through the Word. He said, now just wait on me. It'll come out all right. Amen. And you learn to relax in His counselor. But listen to this. He's the mighty God. You know why that's so important? You ever face something you just can't change? There's people in my life that I want to shake them sometime and change the way they live. But I found I can't do that. But I know one He can and he notice He, he never changes. He's everlasting. He's a mighty God. Amen. And God can do anything. We read a verse this morning where God, is anything too impossible for God? No. He can do anything. He's the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I've been reading... I believe that Trump ought to get the Nobel Prize for the Peace Prize. I really do. Because of what all he's brought of peace across the world. I really believe he ought to get it if it's such a thing. Of course, nowadays it don't mean that much, I guess. He used to. But uh, he has done his best to bring peace in this world. But you know what I learned from the Bible? There will never be complete peace in Israel till the Prince of Peace comes back. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says he is the Prince of Peace. You want peace of mind? Who are you going to? Go to the Prince of Peace. Amen. He can help you with it. You want peace in your family? He can take care of it. He's the peacemaker. And he's the everlasting father. He'll take care of it. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, and establishes establish it with judgment and with justice. Now, I read that today and I, I saw it a minute ago and I said, you know what? There's not many places you can go for real judgment today and justice. If you got enough money, you can buy it. You can buy your way out. There was a famous man that I, I mean a very rich man that I knew several years ago and his son had done some things that, that I didn't know and he asked me to go to court with him and I went to court with him and, and uh, the judge said y'all come into my chambers and we went behind the, the place behind the, where he judged up there on his stand went into the little chamber and we come out of there and dismiss the whole case you know why? because of that man's position and that man's money now that ain't right folks that's not justice and that's not right judgment But the Lord said He is justice and He is judgment from henceforth even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord will perform. You know what? Every time I read that, I think about people that have tried to lead the Lord. Hard cases. I mean, people that just can't... I wish I could tell you the whole story, but uh, everybody don't need to know it. The young man who got saved last week and the life he lived. And his mother had been praying for him to get saved. And then God saved his soul. You know, a lot of people give up on that young man. I mean, the courts give up on him. Everything in the world. But God don't. Amen. And He can take care of him, And He can perform a miracle. I look for one every day of my life. Amen. I want to have a good Christmas. In fact, I already started having a good Christmas. My wife bought me a gun. She bought it a few months ago and said that's for Christmas, your birthday, your anniversary, for everything you'll have for the next five years. <laughs> but I'm, I just love this time of year. Amen. I, my daughter came over the other day and my wife gets these pecans from the Methodist church. They have them every year and they sell them by the box. And she'd give my youngest daughter, Robin, Robin, and she said, here's the peanuts. In return, I want two fruit cakes. And I like that. Amen? That's what Christmas is all about. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, it's good to be saved tonight. And every time I read portions of Scripture like this, we marvel at how, the, how you make it so plain to us, how the wonderful Savior we really got. What a powerful God we got. And nothing is impossible with Him. Bless us tonight, we pray now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing something, please. Turn to page 13. Chuck, can you turn this up a little bit? That is a Almost as bad as me. He's getting there. Mm-hmm. Testing, one, two. Testing, one. Testing, one. That way they can hear us there let I must tell Jesus, all of His rights. I cannot bear. sing that last verse. Oh, how the world to evil allures me. Oh, how my heart is tempted to sin. I must tell Jesus and he will help me for the world of victory win. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear my burdens alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Father, go with us this week now and watch over and keep us. We would even pray, even so, come Lord Jesus. But as we wait for your coming, help us to be about your business. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here.